What's happening, friends? Welcome back to another week of the show. Coming up later on, Chase Beckham. He won American Idol. He's a really good singer. He's going to come in and perform for us. Let me say this. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Amy, you good? Yeah, doing great. You? Yeah, good. I went to a wedding this weekend, watched some baseball. Uh, feel pretty good. Why don't we start now with the Good News Countdown? It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. I think you're going to like these. Let's go. Number five. A new Alzheimer's drug was just approved by the FDA and it has been shown to slow the cognitive decline of people living with the disease. It is the first new Alzheimer's drug that they've approved in almost 20 years. Oh, wow. So massive. Yeah, I saw that last week. Number four. A bakery in East Texas posted a photo on Facebook of rainbow cookies for Pride Month, and they got a ton of hate for it. People canceled orders. They unfriended them online. But the next day, there was a line around the block of new customers who wanted to support them. Which I think is fantastic. They lined back up and said, we're not going to stand for that. That is amazing. Number three. Here's one good thing that's come out of the pandemic. Very few people got the flu, and all of the social distancing may have killed off several mutant strains of the flu. So making effective flu shots this year should also be easier because they're not guessing as much. So there you go. All the social distancing, all the masks. One good thing that came from it is the flu's not as bad as it was, which is great. Number two. A high schooler in Louisiana wasn't going to be able to walk at his graduation last month because he wore sneakers instead of dress shoes with his cap and gown. So his teacher loaned him his shoes, and the teacher just said, hey, I'm good, and did the ceremony in socks. Oh, wow. Here's the high schooler talking about what the teacher did for him. Well, he had a solution that I put on his his shoes. I was asking him, like, wait, your daughter graduating also with me. How you going to watch your daughter graduate? He said, oh, I'm going to just walk in with no shoes. Number one. A 23-year-old cop in Arkansas named Cody Hubbard saved a newborn baby that was choking on medication, and his chest cam got it all on video. Cody says he sat in his car and he cried when it was over because he was so thankful the baby was okay. Here's the audio of the incident and the reaction from Cody and the family. There we go. There we go. There we go. There's them eyes. A, a normal day went to a chaotic day in a matter of seconds. Pretty much for the Lord to be on my side on this one. Got him breathing and got him crying, which is a good thing. And, you know, he saved my baby's life. So I started kind of just bawling. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I so love crazy. that. I mean, imagine, though, you're that cop and you're like, okay, it's up to me. I've got to save this baby. And you're a young cop. Yeah. 23. Yeah, 23 years old. This is early in your career. Yeah, shout out Cody Hubbard for saving that baby. That was the Good News Countdown. Let's go. It's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I come to you today to ask for advice on a situation. Approximately two months ago, one of my friends had come to me saying how she was desperately needing money. She had asked for a loan, and after much consideration and probably against my better judgment, I decided to loan her the $200 she was asking for. Since then, I have myself fallen onto harder times. And though I would never ask anyone for a handout, I could really use that $200 back. I feel I've given her more than enough time to get back on her feet, and she should be able to pay me back now. Furthermore, she has pictures online every single weekend where she's out on the town drinking with her friends. Oh, no. Which is very irritating. I know it's not a lot of money, but when I'm working 12 to 18 hours a day, seven days a week and still barely getting by, every little bit helps. Is it rude of me to ask for the money back? And how should I go about doing that? 
or am I just out the $200? Thank you so much. Brian from Granville, North Dakota. Loaning friends' money is always tricky. And you have to loan it thinking there's a possibility you won't get it back. Not that you won't get it back. But sometimes you won't get it back all at once. Sometimes you get it back 20 bucks at a time. But when you loan a friend money, that's money that's gone until they decide it's not gone anymore. Friends or family. Yeah. Been there. I do think you can approach this friend, though, about it. I don't think you need to bring up the pictures and the drinking. I don't think that needs to be a thing. Who knows how what money's being spent there. But I get how I would be irritated, too. But I think I would say, I'd even send it as a text to avoid the awkward face-to-face. Hey, what's up? Uh, struggling a little bit right now. I loaned you 200 bucks a few months ago. Is there any way you can get me any of that back in the next few weeks? I would just kind of make, put a, you know, a little buffer in there. Like, is there any way you could get me some of that back in the next few weeks? That way it doesn't feel like, pay me back now, I'm going to take out your kneecaps. Mm. Mm. But then... And then you still don't seem like a friend. But you also put in your struggle story the same way they 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 hooked... Like you told me in this email. Yeah. It, that, that's a big part of it. If someone comes to you and goes, oh, I'm hurting, and they're being vulnerable to you, you're like, oh, I, I got you. If I can get you, I got you. So I think you vulnerable yourself back. Hey, I'm hurting right now. I know I loaned you a couple hundred bucks. Is there any way you could get any of that back to me in the next few weeks just so I can get by? I think that's how I would do it if it were me. And if they go no, well, that's on you. Don't go to Judge Judy. You loaned them the money. 200 bucks might be gone forever. I doubt it. I would imagine they're going to do some sort of payment plan with you. I don't think someone gets back on their feet in a, fully in a few months, especially if they're drinking a lot like it seems. Yeah, and then if they don't, then you go the kneecap route. Then, you no, Amy, <laughs> okay, come on. Amy. But I think that's that's the move here. Yeah, it's unfortunate if it, I hope it works out for them for sure and that maybe there's the payment payment plan. But yeah, when you loan money, you kind of have to also have the expectation that you might not get it back. When you loan money to somebody you love, mm-hmm. when it's the two L's, you're loaning to a love. Oh, you have to know that you're giving away money with a chance of you getting it back. That's yeah. that's it. There's a good chance you'll get it back, but that doesn't mean you're gonna, you're giving away money with a good chance they'll repay you. Bones, what if instead of saying, can you pay me that money back? What if it's more like, hey, remember when I lend you that money? I'm in a bind right now. Is there any way you can kind of lend me some money too? Well, not lend. Well, I, I understand, but I feel like then it's- they're going to want the money back because you said the word lend. <laughs> but they Why know. But they know deep inside their heart is you. You owe can't them go that deep money. inside okay. your heart. Yeah, you can't assume. Okay. Because if they lend you money and they're going to hit you up and be like, a month later, bucks? yeah. And then you go, well, where's the 200 bucks? Yeah. Next thing you know, you challenge each other to a boxing match. You're fighting the undercard of the Jake Paul fight. The whole playing the, whole- the collector thing just feels so like. But oh. you got to collect. If you want to collect, you got to play the collector. If you don't want to collect, you'd be the friend and just figure it out yourself. That's it. Thank you for emailing. Go get your money. And if you do decide to ha- take some kneecaps, ha- hire someone to do it. <laughs> you don't do it. No, don't. We do saw that. that with Tanya Harding, just Jeff Galuli. You'll find somebody. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Close up that mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hugo in Texas is on the phone. Hugo, what's going on with you? I wanted to consult Amy because I'm having a bird issue and, you know, she's an expert. <laughs> is she? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Miss Amy, I have this one bird that wants to chirp all night long and it keeps me up at night and it's a problem. And uh, I made, I did some research on it. I think it's a northern or southern mockingbird. And the reason why it's chirping is because it's lonely because it hasn't found a mate. Oh, uh, yeah. So... Mm-hmm. 
somehow, some way, I wish you could, you know, talk to your boyfriend and tell him, <laughs> hey, stop messing around with that dude because he's got to wake up, you know, at the crack of dawn to go to work. So, go chirp someplace else. There's a bunch of other trees floating around, you know. They could go there, but... What do you think about this? I wanted to hang out. I don't know. I wonder if he could get some sort of a bird caller that would make that bird feel like not alone or something, or maybe go to a different part of the, your neighborhood, wherever you live, and chirp chirp through the the bird caller that would you know m- match up with the mockingbird or the northern mockingbird. Do they make a northern mockingbird bird call? They might. They have different things. They, they have specific Listen. callers, and then different ways you chirp into it. To I'd shove that bird off to wherever he is and just go, oh. go find, just go. Just throw him off the tree. Golly, it's just lonely, guys. <laughs> I get it. He's looking for a mate, dude. I was lonely, too. And how bird, about, bird chirping all night long, he didn't chirp my window. How about earplugs? Wear them. Well, I have the earplugs, but when I sleep, I tend to move around everywhere so they'll fall off. Oh, oh. maybe a sound machine? I, I, I just feel like you need to give the bird a shot. Is there anything he can do to encourage other birds to come to that area? Like yeah. a bird feeder that... Oh, yeah. Maybe you put out a bird feeder with specific food. You can look to what they like in your area. And then, uh, yeah, it, the collar. You're basically setting up like speed dating for the bird. Yes. Bird. They come in, eat a little food, they meet their friend. Pretty I've good, done guys. that. Two birds kissed on my feeder the other day. What? Uh, a, female, a female cardinal and a male cardinal. Mm-hmm. So it's like a brownish one and a red one. And that's how you can tell them apart. Of course. And they were sitting on my little thing on top of my bird feeder, a little stand thing. And all of a sudden... They turn and kiss. I could not believe it. And I was like, basically, my feeder is like tender. Okay. Hey, Hugo, good luck. <laughs> basically, we have nothing for you. Yeah, no, no, uh, I think we well, offered good advice. You, okay, Hugo, thank you. And speaking of birds, Amy usually comes in with the bird minute, but Eddie asked if he could do a bird minute. Do you, oh, do you, oh, really? Yeah, do you care if we hit this for Eddie? I mean, we're timing it. Yeah, it's just a minute. It's a quick seconds. story. It's yeah. your segment, but Eddie said he'd like to jump in and do a bird minute. Okay, you can borrow it. All right, here we go. And now it's time for Amy's Bird Minute. Now, Amy, I don't want to steal your bit, but it was just a beautiful day. The sun was out. The birds were chirping. And I'm sitting in my living room watching TV. And we have a big glass window. And I hear from that direction a big boom. And I'm like, I was startled. I look up. What's happening? And I see feathers, just like a cloud of feathers where the window is. And I look out the window. And sure enough, there's a bird at the bottom of, of on the grass, like shaking his head, lost probably about 20 feathers. And I run out to go help him. Guess what? He was just knocked out for a second. He gets back up and flies away. Oh, man, but he might have a little birdie <laughs> concussion. I or worry you should, about that. Hey, you should dirty your window so he doesn't think that that's... <laughs> yeah. Keep it a little dirtier. Uh-huh. Well, or something people do, and your kids might like this, is you can hang kaleidoscopes near the window and then they'll see that it's not... It's a pretty kaleidoscopes, like, huh? It's a subtle way to create like little. Or you can hang like can Halloween see. skeletons or Christmas Santa Clauses. Guys, I kind of like the window the way it is. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Morgan number two once told me because I had a similar issue that her mom used to just put post its on the big glass window, like as a I guess a temporary birds flew way. Into your window? Yeah. So there's a mirror on the other side, so they think they're flying into more trees. So she just started putting post it notes up on the windows yeah. and it stopped them from realizing like that wasn't a mirror. The, the mirror would really mess with you. Because uh-huh. sometimes I'll walk into a store and I'll see a mirror and, and I'll be like, dang, the store goes on forever. And then you hit the mirror then- too. <laughs> just like the bird. Uh-huh. All right. There's your bird minute. Thank you. And that was Amy's bird minute. Bobby Bones The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. 
Thomas Rhett and his dad Rhett Aikens debuted a new song at the Opry this weekend called Things Dads Do. They'll be dropping the new song on June 16th in honor of Father's Day coming up. Here's a clip. The next thing you know, one's five and one's three, and one's almost one. She's cutting her teeth in your issues, and you're starting to do more than a few things dads do. Florida Georgia Lions' Brian Kelly announced the upcoming release of his debut solo album called Sunshine State of Mind, coming out on June 25th. It will feature 17 songs, including the already released Beach Cowboy. Yeah, they call me Beach Cowboy, sand cruiser, fat tire, turquoise, got a shark tooth on my bone, saddle up, paddle up my yolo, give me age, boy. Lane and his wife Lauren recently welcomed their first child together. Chris shared the popular TV show they got Baby Dutton's name from. You can take one guess of where we kind of got that from is uh, from the TV show Yellowstone, and we really love we really love the name a lot. But yeah, that's that's I know it's a little different, but uh, I think it's pretty cool. I'm Morgan Number Two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news with Bobby. Tell me something good. Michael Hatfield, a Vietnam War vet, reported his pup rerun was missing, and deputies from Kings County Sheriff's Office of California put out a call on social media and said, hey, we, we need to get rerun back. He's a war vet. He needs his pup. It turns out the dog was picked up by a family who thought he was abandoned. They gave rerun a bath. They bought him a new dog tag. They took him on a trip with them, not realizing he had an owner who was searching for them. Once they found out, they took rerun back. Deputies took him back to Michael and they said that they're just super pumped. One, this family took this dog in. And two, they could have just kept the dog and never said anything about it. Yeah. Been like, we like our new dog. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. So they're kind of giving a shout out to everybody. The police, obviously the family, and even Michael Hatfield, who is a veteran. So I just thought that story was fantastic. Because I bet you that happens sometimes. People get a dog, they find a dog, and they're like, huh, we'll just keep this dog. We like this dog. We're not even going to check and see if it's missing. Right? Especially if it's a cool dog. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It could, you could do that, but... Right. There you go. Shout out to all them folks. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's now time to play the hardest trivia game in all the land. It's called Never Gonna Get It. And we call it that because you're never gonna get it. On the phone now is Grace. Grace, good morning. Grace... Oh, yeah, oh. I'm here. Oh, I thought she, uh, Grace <laughs> was a newborn. Baby? A boss baby. You know, I, I do have a baby. Okay. We unlocked we unlocked the front door and she didn't get to go outside. So we're a, we're a little heated right now. Are you going to be okay to play the game? <laughs> yes. We might just go outside to make her happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is life. Happy. Well, I don't. I'll put you on mute for two seconds. Okay. We'll wait by here. That's what it sounds like okay. when I call wow. my wife. That's your house. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's just. So up for grabs a $100 cash gift card, courtesy of our friends at Hyundai, which I'm driving the Hyundai Palisade right now. And let me tell you, A plus, fantastic, can't get enough. Ooh. If you look at my spot today, you'll see my Hyundai Palisade. I saw it. Yeah. Very nice. Yep. It is maybe the nicest luxury SUV I've ever been in. I don't even know if you consider it a luxury SUV, but mine, it feels like luxury. <laughs> 
So you get a hundred bucks. I will read a question and you'll get to answer it, Grace. And if you don't get it, you can guess if one of the show members get it right or not. Okay, here, here's the question. Grace, are you ready? You doing okay over there? I, I believe we are going to make it through this. Okay. Okay, we'll calm it down a little bit. We'll get a little less fussy. All right, here we go. Here's the question. Many of us loved reading about them as kids, but the average American adult could only name four of these. What are they? So easy. I'll read it one more time. Many of us loved reading about them as kids, but the average American adult could name just four of these. What are they? Now, Grace, do you have an answer to win $100? Um, I would think it would have to do with something maybe geological or an animal type, maybe. Um, something we liked reading about. I'll just have to guess. Um, I have no idea. You can say no idea. You can say socks. Okay, let's just go with... We like to read about, but we can name four animals. You know what? We'll just go with sock. Okay. <laughs> she says I'm socks. Going to, and then I'm going to hopefully pick someone who's got a little more sense. Okay. Uh, is the answer socks? No, it is not. It's incorrect. Okay, now, how do you guys feel about this? Fantastic. I feel fantastic. 100% nailed I have it. A oh, guess. yeah. So easy. Okay, so you can pick, Grace. If one of these players get it right, you win. Who would you like to pick? Normally, I would say Amy's got a pretty straight track record for this game, but Lunchbox sounded very excited the second you read it. He does so do that every I'm single time, gonna, to be fair. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. But I, okay, now you're making me second guess. No, 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 no. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. I'm just telling our listeners okay. that he does that every time. Oh, man. Can I say something? I yeah. I mean, I really went into this game saying, like, I'm just convinced I'm never going to get one right, ever. But I know for 100%, and I'm so confident I have this one. No, Why? I 100%. Why are you so that's confident? That's what I'm saying, I have it. As soon as he said it, I'm like, I got it. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly I mean, but what if I there's did. multiple things it could be. Uh-uh. I, yes, no, it's not. There's yeah, there one is. thing because I have it written down. No. Okay. Well, Grace, Eddie, and Lunchbox both say they have it. But honestly, Amy and Morgan are the best at this game. Correct. <laughs> hmm. But I'm not going to sit over here all, like, confident oh, oh. in myself. Grace, because you have reminded me that Lunchbox does sometimes answer questions before you've even finished them, and Eddie is always pretty confident with this game. I should probably stick with who I was going to go to originally, which was Amy. Oh, oh my gosh! That wasn't Why? Smart. Okay, well, <laughs> Morgan, what do you have? Nursery rhymes. Raymundo, what do you have? Continents. The question is: Many of us loved reading about them as kids. But the average American adult could only name four of these now. What are they? We have nursery rhymes. We have continents. Lunchbox. It's dinosaurs. My kid loves dinosaurs right now, loves reading about dinosaurs. We all love reading about them. But as an adult, you don't know the names of the dinosaurs. You can name four of them. That is it. Congratulations. You lost. So they're going too broad. I'm going specific, guys. You're talking about the seven little dwarfs. What? I mean, we read okay. all about the seven dwarves as kids. Yes, and I can't tell you uh, other than sleepy, happy, and doozy and moozy. I like, don't think doozy and moozy are one. Well, yeah. see, there you go. Amy, what do you have? I also have Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Woo! 
And I, I, my brain never went to like a category, nah, and that could be wrong. But I was going towards a specific story. We love reading about the seven dwarfs, da 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 da, but we can't name them. Many of us loved reading about them as kids, but the average American adult can only name four of these. What are they? So we have nursery rhymes, we have continents, we have the dwarves, we have dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Okay, great. So you've picked Amy, but I will give you a chance now to change. If you feel like somebody oh, else man. has. If you feel like, and, and I've been told by the legal team we can't play the game where I'm like, okay, let me give you another chance. Oh, Like, okay. this is the chance. Got it. Well, two out of you guys both guessed the seven dwarves, and that is really specific, but the fact that you both guessed it makes me kind of want to just stick with Amy on this one and hope for the best. Okay. Well, the answer is not nursery rhymes. Oh, man. The answer was never continents. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, oh, wait, wait. Hey, let me say this. Somebody got it. It's not dinosaurs. But I'm going to be so mad if it's the dwarves because then you're going to be the real winner because she picked you. Oh, well, yeah. And I've never gotten this ever. But um, Amy and Eddie picked the dwarves. Yes. yes. And Lunchbox picked dinosaurs. That's yeah, so interesting. But, hold on. <laughs> when, when you say, oh, people loved reading about the dwarves. I don't remember reading the dwarves ever when I was a kid, well, so that's why that didn't even register to me, but maybe you guys are different. Well, I didn't read about dinosaurs. So. I will tell you this. The answer has a D in it. Oh, oh dinosaurs. Ah, oh, or dwarves. Oh, or you dwarves. Got me. You got me. I was okay, like, yeah, eat that suckers. Um, but that's let's not, see. Let's good, see. Bones. Well, let's test ourselves. We're average Americans. Okay, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Brontosaurus. Um, yes, that's the... Stegosaurus. Uh, pterodactyl. Uh... Uh, what's the T one? Shoot, that's four. That's four. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. Triceratops. Triceratops. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what's the bird one? I said oh, ter- that one. Oh. Pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. Pterodactyl. They're, uh, that's tough. That's about five. That's about it. Okay. Oh. That took, it took three But how many seven dwarves could we do? Let me okay. see. Uh, dopey. Yep. Sleepy. Mm-hmm. Moody. I get it. There's no moody. No. There's happy. Happy. Uh, happy. Um, I don't even. Bashful. Yeah. Oh, come on. You wouldn't remember that. Man, we may not even remember four. That's it. Yeah. Okay. okay. There's the one that Doc, who does Doc. Oh, yeah. Is he a dwarf? Mm-hmm. Okay. But okay. if we really had to, we could come up with four, so. Well, we do have a winner here. Come on. Come on. This is huge. This is a, a Ray, moment we in both songs. Amy's song and Lunchbox's song. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if Amy wins, you'll hear this right here. If Lunchbox wins, you'll hear this right here. All I do is win. Oh, man. Because my kid has never asked to read about the seven dwarfs. He asks to read about dinosaurs every night. Gra- Grace, here we go. A hundred bucks up for grabs. Okay. Oh, All right. Nice. I'm ready. Does she want to change? Many of us loved reading about them as kids, but the average American adult could just name four of these. What are they? They are All dinosaurs. That is a slam dunk in your face. Amy, what are you saying? Nothing. I don't. His head looks like it's going to explode. It, it hey, is. man, you guys were telling me, oh, what a terrible one. Terrible. I did think it was terrible. Woo! Hey, Grace. Oh, my gosh. Yep. That $100 just slipped right through your fingers. I tried <laughs> I to hand it to you. I tried and to I give it to you. I you in the beginning. I'm and sorry. Then, and then I just, it's totally fine. I Listen, you and Eddie have the same answer. That means there has to be some... 
something there. Okay, Grace, I can't give you another shot today, mm. but I can give her another shot tomorrow. Okay. Oh! okay. You know, I would, I would love that, and maybe I won't have a crying baby tomorrow. Hey, what? Speaking of your baby, how old is yes. your baby? She just turned one last week. Wow, could have used a whole bunch for diapers. I know it. Diapers, formula, <laughs> wipes, let me list the things. Okay, D- great. We have to let Grace go now. Okay. Lunchbox, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! You did great. <laughs> and they told you the answer was dumb. Yep, they did. They did. <laughs> we'll play. We'll try. We'll get Grace on tomorrow the next day and let, give her another chance. All right? There she is. Grace, everybody. <laughs> nice. Bones. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Chase Beckham. Chase won American Idol. Ha- has it been like crazy since you won have you been non-stop yeah it's you t- been you tired <laughs> a little tired but i'm good every day has been pretty much uh a new challenge you know new new things to do and people to meet and you know i pretty much got to go home for a few days and then flew right out here so, so. do you have a place that you're going to live in nashville already i'm looking so i haven't had time to shop yet so i'm going to go shop around starting like monday through thursday next week i'll be around looking at looking at places well your life has just been completely changed man in the last six months yeah. Just completely. Who would have thought, and you can tell me if you thought this or not, when you go on American Idol, the, you know, you have to get convinced to go and basically audition for that show. Mm-hmm. Smash cut, here we are, and you're in this studio thinking about moving across the country with a record deal, about to pursue like a life, <laughs> like a real life life in country music. You make it sound really, <laughs> really crazy. I guess I don't think about it, you know, like that. It's just something I've been working hard at for a long time. So it's nice to kind of finally um, get somewhere with it, you know, and uh, just the hard work paying off. It feels really good, I guess. But yeah, I, I think I sat down the other day and I was reading some articles and I listened to 23 for the first time. Like I listened to it and it like just the whole story, like the way it all kind of played out, just like brought me to tears. I was like, this is crazy that this is my life now. And I get to kind of carry on doing these things that I love, you know, because it was about a year ago that I was blue collar, you know, working my tail off in the sun all day and kind of, you know, wake up every day and you're like, man, we got to go do this again. And now it's like I wake up every day and I'm like, yes, I get to go do these things and I get to enjoy my life and I get to, you know, meet all these awesome people. So, well, some of them are awesome. Some, of them. <laughs> but here's the thing: your blue collar job, because listen, it was focused on a lot on American Idol. They took you back and you had to put the jacket back on. You get back mm. in the little truck. You do. But what what were you doing? What was your specific job when you wake up in the morning? You would go on and do what? Yeah, I wake up in the morning. Um, usually get down. Takes me about an hour to get to work. And I'd be down at work and uh, about six thirty in the morning. And then, yeah, you get there and you got to start pretty much operating everything that's in the yard. You organize it, pull it off the trucks, put it on the trucks. You uh, fill it up with fuel, wash it, clean it, fix it if it's broken, put the different attachments on it for all the job sites. So, so like a forklift? Like what are we talking about here? Backhoes, excavators, all, all water trucks, boom, scissor lifts, everything you can think of. Uh, pretty much anything that has to do with construction, I learned how to operate it. Did you think that that is what you would be doing for the rest of your life? I always thought, I was like, I can be an operator, and I can make decent money being an operator, and that was kind of my, you know, it was either that or driving trucks. My my dad's a truck driver, and so my uncle and my grandfather, they're all truck drivers, so uh, I was like, man, I can make some good money doing that, take care of my family, you know, because there wasn't much for me, you know, I didn't go to college, and there was music, and so it was like, it's either music or, you know, get a good job working blue collar. Chase Beckham's here, he won American Idol. Um but to go and audition for that show, did someone have to kind of twist your arm and convince you? Yeah, I wasn't willing for me. Um, I didn't, I didn't uh, jump at the opportunity <laughs> to say 
the least. But my parents definitely were believing in me the most whenever I had kind of given up on myself and all my dreams and stuff. They had uh, pushed me to pursue, you know, the American Idol journey and thought that I would do well. I didn't, none of us thought that I would, like, win or anything. <laughs> like, we thought that it would, you know, hopefully I'd get on and get to do some of the live shows and just get a little bit of exposure. So, um, yeah, I had, like, this goal by I was 25. If I didn't get anywhere in music, I was going to quit, like, just give up and i'm 25 next month so oh wow all, this crazy all, yeah. yeah this all panned out they would go before i would talk with chase because well, what they do is with me they they go okay here's everything we've been beating them up about <laughs> i'm gonna walk in and you'd be like hey man so uh here you're gonna quit music if, you, if this doesn't work out for you and be real dramatic and chase is about the most prepared for this show i've ever seen anybody like he was never rattled he was never thought. He never thought if he lost, he was dead, and he never thought if he won, he was going to be a superstar. He was just the most emotionally prepared person I've ever seen on that show. Because you were never too high, never too low, but you were always ready to go. And yeah. I'd be like, "All right, Chase." They'd be like, "All right, now really get him revved up." And I'd be like, "Oh, that's not my thing either. It's not my thing to go in and really like, you know, woo, you know, like I have my style." And they're like, "Go in." I'd be like, "All right, Chase. If you don't do this, they're gonna put you in the guillotine and cut your head off." And they'd be like, "You know, if that happens, I'm okay with that." And I'm like, "All right, all right." <laughs> well, listen, man, I'm super pumped that you're here. I told you, like, let's go move to Nashville. I yeah. think you are as ready to be a star as anyone I have ever seen coming off that show. Oh, and thanks, I have been man. on that show. Five, four, four years now. Thanks, man. Just that's, that's because you're ready to work, you know. Yeah, that's what I, I keep on telling everybody at the label. I'm like, let's put me in a studio right now. Like, I'm <laughs> not trying to sit around, and I want to go. Like, you know, I want to get my feet on the ground and start running. Well, let's so. hear 23 because this is the song that you played. It, it it just it crushed the charts. You know, we saw it go to number one on like different different streaming charts, digital charts. And listen, I was surprised, not that the song's not good, but I was surprised to see so many people gravitate to it that quickly. Right. And when you play a song like this on the show, I got to imagine that people that are watching start hitting you up and go, oh man, I felt that. Like, like I, I appreciate you saying that. Did that happen a lot? I mean, it was a song for me that it was, you know, talking about me dealing with a lot of my personal issues in life and kind of just telling a, a piece of my life, not my whole life story, but just kind of a piece of it. And, you know, it was, it was just cool to watch how many people connect on that song in different levels. Because, like, for me, it was talking about, like, trying to, you know, ease up on drinking and get my life together. And I see videos of people and they're partying and they're drinking and they're singing 23 and they're having a good time. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, dude, like, if that's what it is to you, then that's what it is to you. That's cool. Who am I to tell you that you have to listen to the song in a different way? But then there's also tons of people who are like, man, that song really gets me. You know what I mean? So I love that it's like acceptable in that many different areas kind of this is the first song by the way just a fun fact the first single that the actual winner wrote does that make sense because usually fancy songwriters go in and they're like all right let's all get in a room we'll create scientific probability what song should we but chase wrote this and he won and this is the single first time ever so i think that's some you know that's really some validation to you as a songwriter as well i didn't even know that until like (laughs) the other day they just told me that i was like that's really cool you know i had no (laughs) idea so all right here is chase beckham Performing his song, 23. Simple as my mama said when I was very young She told me not to worry, son, one day you'll be someone but here I am at 21 It's loaded as a stagecoach shotgun I'm sorry mama, please don't look at me 
Now when I got to Oklahoma, I was 17. My papa taught me how to work a load, he was mean. Working all day in that August heat, and he taught me how to fish, my uncle taught me how to drink. Well, I went to California and I had me a band And we played in all the bars and all the southern lands We played all night and we drank for free All of my boys and me And now I'm 23 and there ain't nobody who can drink like me Soon I'll be 24 and the Lord knows that I can't drink no more I know I should have taken this slow It's not the way that my life goes Lord, I know And so when you win this show, I read, and I didn't know what they gave you exactly. It says that winners get $250,000. I guess. I don't know. I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I keep on checking my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yet? I, honestly, I didn't know that. Back in the day, the rumor was they gave you a million and yeah, then that rumor wasn't true. What I read was the popularity of the winners went down, so they paid them less. That's okay, pot, pot, but the show, every show, right, is is not what it used to be. It doesn't right. matter, you know, because you know American Idol when I was a kid was massive and was twenty five million people. Where you're, you know, playing to seven or eight million people, which is still great, but just in general, everything is down a bit. Exactly. But I mean, look at you. You're rich now. I think it's time for you to pay me. <laughs> <a dinner. laughs> look at you. This guy. I'm not, I'm not rich yet, but I'm going to do everything I can to get there. You know. Well, let me say this. I'm super pumped that you're here, and I think you're a star. And it's just going to be crazy to watch you grow, man. It. You. You are the most prepared for this of anyone. And you know, I've hung out with the hundreds of people on that show. Thanks, you are man. the most prepared. You. You have the talent. You have the work ethic. You have the skill. You have the story. Like, you couldn't be any more of a of a guy that moves to this town and, and makes it. So I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, dude. And I told you, you, could, you have four max nights on the couch if you're completely lost. <laughs> I told you, you can't stay any more than four nights, but you have four nights if you're looking for a place. I think to, I've already purchased more guitars than I would be able to, to bring over bring over to yeah. you. Yeah, man, there's no way. So, <laughs> All right, there he is, Chase Beckham. When they called your name, what what, what was going through your head? Could you believe it? Or do you think Willie was going to win? Okay, so the, here's something about the moment that I that I – that they call my name because a lot of people have asked me they're like oh you didn't seem surprised and this is a horror I've never said this to anybody but this is actually what happened that card is huge right and Ryan was right next to me you and saw it I saw my <laughs> name on the card oh no yeah. so you knew that's awesome I haven't told that to anybody this is the first time that story's been told literally that's, I saved that for you Bobby but Ryan's standing there and he's like and the winner is and he like looks at it and I'm like you said, that's of hilarious. This year. And I was like, that's so, like, if you watch the video, I go like this <laughs> because I didn't want to look at it. So I just went like this. And I, that's when I accepted it. And then he said my name. And everybody's like, you didn't seem surprised. And I was like, because my name was massive <laughs> across this giant gold card. And I was like, yeah. So I don't know. It was like, I saw it maybe like 10 <laughs> seconds before he said my name. That's funny. So what was going through my head was like, okay, this is really like, I had like 10 seconds to prepare to sing 23, basically. So wow, that's good. That's a good story. I didn't know that either. I didn't wonder if Willie saw it wasn't him. I hope not, because you know I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird, man. <laughs> it's like it's such yeah. an awkward situation. Either way, you're. Oh, not for out. you. You won. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Good. I mean, but it's, it's a lot of people were like, "Oh, you just seem so, man, so chill." And I was like, "I don't." Well, I'm normally like that, but still at the same time, it was like I saw it. 10 seconds prior to actually getting my name called. So that's funny. What was going through my name? Ryan, or, or, Ryan pulls up a poster board with Chase's name. And he's like, <laughs> and I can't believe is. he didn't see it. <laughs> All right, listen, follow Chase on Instagram. Chase, but it's C-H-A-Y-C-E. 
Chase Beckham music. He's going to be a star, no doubt about it. Uh, you guys check out 23. Since your parents were such a big part of you doing that and you won, like what? So what do, what do they get? <laughs> what do they get? Um, <laughs> my parents are definitely, uh, I owe every, all of my success I owe to them. They, um, they definitely, I gave up on, like we went through some hard, hard times, you know, and so I, I gave up 100% on myself, almost as a person, you know, and um, they were the ones who, were like, no, you can do this, and you can you can be somebody. You can chase down your dream. They believed in me more than I ever believed in myself. So um, for the rest of my life, I owe them everything and giving them everything that I can, and that's why I try to come out and do these things so I can take care of my family and make sure that they're taken care of and that they don't ever have to worry about anything because uh, they've worried about me plenty. So I just want to be able to give back to them, you know, for the rest of my life through music. So. Yeah. I was just kind of joking, but I'm sure that, I mean, about what they get from it, but I'm sure them seeing you win and then now take off on something that's been your dreams is, yeah. is a gift enough for them just to see that you're you're living it out. It, it means the world to me to know that they're actually proud, yeah. you know, that I've actually accomplished something in my life and from going from doing a lot of, you know, bad stuff and to getting into, uh, you know, doing things that they can, you know, go and say that they're proud. They're talking in the newspapers and <laughs> it's cool for them to get to experience that, knowing all the stuff that we've been through as a family so um yeah i mean my mom can't even go she's like a little antique shopper and she goes and buys and flips antiques and she loves picking so um she can't even go do that anymore without people bombarding her and saying oh you're chase's mom we you know we've seen you on tv so oh love she, that. Uh, she gets her kicks out of it she's here in nashville right now actually she came with me so She's just chilling at the hotel. Special. <laughs> there he is, Chase Beckham. Chase, good to see you. Welcome to a life of singing in the morning. Yes, that, sir. You know, he yeah. came in, he's like, I remember singing in the morning. Yeah, this is the first of 10 million, buddy. Uh, there, Chase Beckham, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, guys. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So what age did you finally start taking your health seriously? Mm, two or three years ago, so 37 or 38. And why is that, do you think? Well, because my health started to make me seriously not feel good i'll get hurt and i get sick <laughs> or it would be things too that my doctor would go hey your blood pressure is getting kind of high and i'm like well that happens to old people he's like well you're getting old Oof. so it was when my health started to hit me i kind of had to start hitting back at my health yeah w what is it there well a study found that we finally start to take our health seriously at the age of 39 and one of the main reasons that is is well an injury takes too long to recover from maybe we have a milestone birthday coming up which is obviously like 40 uh you don't have as much energy as you used to and you just like start to think about maybe even family history and stuff that's happening to family members and it makes you look at yourself yeah the injuries that really stinks for me i have a shoulder injury still from dancing with the stars oh, I have yeah. a calf injury that will not heal up and i've done everything been to all kinds of therapy to get it fixed I just now understand that I'm going to have to live with it. The weird part for me, though, is when I go into the doctor and they go, okay, let's look at your family history. And I'm like, I don't know it. I didn't know my dad. My mom's not alive anymore. And we didn't go to the doctor that much. They're like, oh, we don't know. You know, that you just get working with a clean slate. I don't really know what's going on there. But yeah, a couple years ago, I really started to go. I should take care of myself because I don't want to be hurt or sick the rest of my life. Yeah, and you're 41 now, so you fall right into that 39 I hate being spot. part of the, the group that does everything. I like, yeah. I like to be ahead or behind it. It's when you started doing that Metamucil, man. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, that was like, 20, that was like 29. <laughs> yeah. So, Travis Denning, you know, you may know him from this song. 
So he was talking about how he likes to de-stress, and he said his happy place is when he's on the water, just the peace and the quiet, and that's where he feels the most, like, calm on a boat or a kayak or just standing on a bank. So what's your happy place or where do you go if you need to de-stress? I don't. I don't have a place to de-stress. You need I that. need your bathtub. Oh, yeah. Bath yeah, bombs. No, that's not a real de-stressor for no. me. It's and, and my heart starts beating real fast in there, too. When you take baths, you know your heart beats faster because mm-hmm. of the hot water? Yeah. I don't think I have a de-stress place. Golf course? No. No, definitely no not. we just not fighting with each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, well, May- then we're on a mission to find you a place Damn. where you can go and de-stress and unwind. When I get laughing gas at the dentist. Okay, no, that, that can't be count. it. <laughs> I'm wrapped so tightly. You guys know this. I am wound tight. So I don't really have a place where I can go and just go, <sighs> okay, well, lucky for you, my third story I pulled from Men's Health, and it's called uh, like the Nature Pyramid, which is the 25-3 rule. And so here's what you can do to maybe de-stress a little bit, Bobby. You need to spend 20 minutes outside, like in a park, three times a week, five hours a month in a semi-wild nature type event. What's semi-wild? I don't know. Yeah. And then you need to take three days a year off the grid. Okay, I ain't doing any of that. <laughs> no chance. First of all, I'm confused by all the numbers. Uh, I got to do trigonometry just to de-stress, apparently. Well, when you did Bear Grylls, you were off the grid oh, in the yeah. wild. No, the second time I snuck my iPhone. No, when you I, didn't. Sh- I didn't tell you guys this? No. no. You haven't well, said that. They, they gave it, Oh, you should ask Caitlin about this because she was irritated freaking at out? me. Well, not freaking out, but I had bought a pair of Apple headphones and I took my iPhone because I'd done it before and I knew once you get out there, there's nothing to do. Cause you're just in the woods. And so I took it and I had spent this money on these Apple headphones. And so I kept in my backpack and we got put in the water. The water went all the way up to my backpack and you see me go, oh, and I'm trying to stay tall. And it's mostly my, my headphones wouldn't get wet. <laughs> well, you've never told anyone that. Yeah. That's so good now. Oh, and so yeah. I was off the grid, I guess, but I had all my stuff listening to podcasts. Uh-huh. Breaking news here on the pile. Well, you, you, had an I- you smuggled you an iPhone onto that set. I didn't keister it in there. I put it in my backpack. <laughs> I you guys don't know. Relax. What else did you sneak? <laughs> I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Let's go over and talk to Julie, who is in Kansas. Julie, what's happening? Hey, how are you guys? We're doing pretty good. What can we do for you? Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Uh, I was giving you an update. I called like a month and a half ago or so about um my brother having like a second wedding remember and i was like so negative about it why did he have a second wedding oh because well we had the covid wedding and then like they um had like the big shebang this last weekend because it was like all it was already paid for it was use it or lose it and so why were you upset when you like when you called last time because we had to pay for all like the suits and the dresses and stuff again and so i was upset that I had to do this all over again when they're already married and I was like this is kind of ridiculous. What was my advice to you? Did I have any? You all were on my side at the time. I said I wanted to call and give you an update because we just had the second wedding then this last weekend and it was like the best time ever. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. It was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. I, and I feel, I, feel, I feel bad like I called and I was like negative Nancy about it and then when it gets there even though it was like the longest day ever, because like I said, all my kids were in it, and my brothers and my dad, like everybody getting ready. But I feel like this is the first time like everybody got together like in a year and a half because of COVID. So it was like 
so fun. We just like, you know, you get to converse with people again and you get to like let loose again. You have to worry about masks. And there was no drunk Ray Ramundo. I saw that on uh, Instagram. <laughs> and you, when you called us, we gave you bad advice, it sounds like. I feel like, um, well, I was mad at the time. And my sister-in-law, like, went all out, too. Okay. Like, uh, she has one of those um, cricket machines, like, where you monogram everything. And she made everybody gifts and hmm. made it extra special. And then, like, uh, you guys were just talking about dance stuff. That was on their RSVP. Like, everybody, if you RSVP, you pick a dance song that the DJ will play to. And then she put them on the table. And when your song, when that song was playing, your table had to get up and dance. Like, little little things like that. It was so fun. I don't know. You don't think about it. And I was like, well, I felt like I was negative, And I should have thought about the positive. Well, we appreciate you calling us back and giving us the updates. It ended up being awesome. Yeah, and we always like to use a disclaimer that we're not experts. Most of the time. But it's know. a good lesson for everyone. <laughs> you know, when a yeah. Debbie Downer hears himself after fun, you're just like, dang, I really thought that wasn't going to be fun. But we all do that. Well, Julie, we appreciate that call. And I can't remember the last wedding I went to, and I had so much fun. It's always so, like, <laughs> hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. Well, and My brother, oh. oh, my God, you know, don't do this. Don't do this. I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay. So you know how, like, when you come into the uh, hall and they introduce the bridal party, and they always do, like, come to least dance or song and introduce everybody. Well, my brother was in the Marine Corps, and um, a bunch of all the groomsmen were in the Marines, except for uh, my other brother and my son. So they come in, like, um, all the girls came in first, like, in a big circle, and my daughter and everybody. And the guys came in like snipers because that's what they were in the Marine Corps. And like 007, like he bought them all sunglasses and like guarding the whole thing. And I was like, oh, my God, where's my phone? I can't even film this because it's so ridiculous. I couldn't find my phone. But you know you're having a good time when you don't film everything or get enough pictures or, you know, like. Amen. That's right. Yeah, but so. Uh Good luck in your wedding. I know it's coming up, and you were just, I, like I said, I saw the other video and made me think. I was like, oh, I called, and I was such a jerk. Yeah. I feel like a jerk. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Listen, you're quite the storyteller. Yeah. Right, guys? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. One of the best. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> like I said, but it was so fun. I can't have nobody to talk to about it unless they were there, but. Yeah. All right. Military life. So. Well, thank you very thank much. You guys. Yeah, thanks for the call. Thanks for the Y'all update. Have a good day. You have a good day too. Talk to you soon, hopefully. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, next wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just leave the wedding? <laughs> Did you leave the reception just now? Uh, all right, Julie, gotta go. Bye. Bye. There she is, Julie. Mm. It's time for the good news with Amy. Tell me something good. So this guy, Ravay Stewart, got his bachelor's degree, had a dream of going to medical school, but he was already 10000 in debt from his 
bachelor's degree. So he was working hard to pay it off when he met this medical student that heard his story and was like, hey, you know what? I, I'm blessed to go to medical school. I'd love to see you go. So he got wow. uh, with some of his other fellow med students and they formed a GoFundMe and they raised enough money and then some to pay off his debt and then start some funds for his medical school. Wow. That's... So now he's getting to go. Okay. Think about this kid. He goes, I'm blessed, so I'm just going to help you. He's in med school. I mean, that's rare that someone just goes, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just going to head... Well, yeah. he started the GoFundMe. I mean, he's like, well, I, hey, look at me. I'm I'm already in med yeah. school. And most so, people don't go, hey, mm-hmm. look, look how blessed I am. Let me try to help others. Yeah. They go, it. let me get more. Let me get more. So do you get a list of all those people in the GoFundMe? And then when you like see them later in life as a doctor, like no free of charge. Yeah. That's yeah. A good point. You're like, or you, or you actually side. try really hard to fix them. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sometimes I feel like my doctor ain't trying that hard to fix me. I'll be honest with you. I feel like I go in there rushing anyway. They got nine, <laughs> nine people. But, and then on top of that, I wonder what he does with that end sum. <laughs> I think it's going to go some. towards medical school because medical school is expensive. A lot of doctors, people I hear don't PS5. know this. Oh, are, nice. Mm-hmm. No. A round of beers for the boys at the bar. Yeah. A lot of doctors Set are in clubs. debt <laughs> for a long time. Yes, that's right. So. That's a great story. Love it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Over to Amy now with the morning corny. The morning corny. Where do fish keep their coins? Where do fish keep their coins? The riverbank. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was the morning corny. On the phone right now is Lily in Ohio. And Lily, how old are you? Nine. And you need some advice? Yeah. Okay, what can we do for you? I'm not allowed to tattletale, and my sister made keeps on making huge messes, and my mom told so me and my sister to pick up the mess, but I'm not allowed to paddle tail, and she won't help me pick up. Classic story. Yeah, that's a and big problem. So I always pick up the entire room by myself. Yeah, I felt that. How old's your little sister? Four. And she's making messes. And you don't like that she's making messes, but you also can't tell your mom she's making messes because all of a sudden you'd be a tattletale. I would think that your mom probably knows she's making the messes. I do. I would think that your mom probably knows that your little sister making the messes. Um, Eddie, you have kids all around the same age. What advice do you give her? Ooh, okay, so I think, and I'm assuming that your mom, because this is what we do at our house, I'm assuming that your mom is trying to teach you guys a lesson. And the lesson that I do at my house is that you guys, you and your sister, need to figure out what that problem is together. Because the reason she's telling you don't tattletale is because you're trying to get someone else to solve your all's problem. That's what we do with our kids. Definitely with my six and seven-year-old, one's always tattletelling the other, and I tell them, uh-uh, leave us out of this. If you guys have a problem, then you tell your brother, which in this case it's her sister, you clean up the mess. You made it. You, I'm going to help you, but you're going to clean it up ultimately because you made the mess. And that way the parents don't have to get involved in this, and they can kind of figure stuff out together. Lily, would your little sister go along with that if you were like, hey, little sister, you clean up the mess? No, I try to do that a bunch, but she just hits me and kicks oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, what Eddie does to me sometimes, too. Man. <laughs> Amy? I just, I feel like, is there a way you can go to your parents without it being, like, tattling? I guess there a way you can uh, tell them to listen to this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea, Amy. Boom! You didn't tattle. You were just uh, sharing your problems with us. <laughs> I, th- I think Amy has a point there, Lily. I would say that you approach it different than tattletelling. You you talk to your mom and you say these words. You say, "Mom, 
I'd like to share a concern that I have. She's already going to think you sound so like like an adult, like a big girl. And she's going to be like, okay. My problem is I, I don't want to be a tattletale, but my little sister keeps making these messes, and I don't know how to handle it. And if you say that to her, I think she goes, well, that's a very adult thing to do. And then she, I don't know what happens then. <laughs> yeah, what but, I, see? but I think it, she'll listen to you different if you kind of approach her different than just being like a tattletale. Right. Like maybe you're not asking her to solve it or like, mom, help me with this. Like, cause she won't pick up. You approach it more of like, Hey mom, this, I've got this problem. Uh, do you have any advice for me on how I can solve it? Ooh, good. Can you do that? Lily, can you ask your mom for advice? Yeah. Try that. Say, Hey mom, <laughs> can I get some advice from you? My little sister keeps making messes. I don't want to be a tattletale. I'm not a tattletale. Well, like, what do I do? And then see what she says, and that'll probably be the playbook for you to, to go forward with your little sister. All right. Okay? Can you handle that? Uh-huh. How'd you know this number? Because <laughs> <laughs> Courtney told me she put the number in my phone for me. Yeah. All right. Well, tell Courtney we said hi. Who's Courtney, by the way? <laughs> my stepmom. Oh, Okay. Well, and I would approach her with that and just say, hey, can I get some advice? This is what's happening. What uh, do you think I should do? Okay? All right. All right. Bye, Lily in Ohio. You're a great caller. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. She has a phone? Yeah. yeah that's, that's what stood out to me, <laughs> There's too. There's a lot happening there. And I heard her also drive off after that call. <laughs> the whole thing's weird. Oh. Apparently, you really can't work yourself to death. They say there's a tipping point for hours worked per week before you start to adversely affect your own health and well-being. Working more than 55 hours a week increases the risk of death from heart disease and stroke. Anything less than that number is strongly recommended. Around 60 hours per week is where everything is thrown off and things start to be detrimental. Oh. Why are you guys staring? Ugh. I've been telling you this for Ugh. years, I man. Got, <laughs> I got my heart. heart right now. Ugh. I'm coming for you. <laughs> 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 You ever watch uh, Sanford and Son yeah, back in the day? what was his wife's name? I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you, Alice. <laughs> now, now what? Something like that. Mike, what was her name? Red Fox used to grab his heart. I'm coming for you, Dorothy. <laughs> he always thought he was having a heart attack. Oh, he's, he's faking it the whole time. I'm coming for you, Gladys. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, so as Mike searches that up for me, we what is it? Elizabeth. 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 <laughs> I'm coming for you, Elizabeth. That's it. That's it. I went to Caitlin's sister's wedding over the over the weekend. It's pretty great. It was supposed to rain, and then it just didn't, much like Mike D's. Wow. So they're like, all right, rock and roll. And it, it kept, you know, getting a little overcast, and it was good. I think she had about 250 or so people there. It was just, it was just a fantastic wedding, but the whole time, because Caitlin was the maid of honor, she was like, oh, I'm supposed to speak, and I didn't write anything. I'm just going to go from the heart. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> That going from the heart will get you in trouble, one, because sometimes you get emotional. Sometimes you just start flubbing, and there's really no way to dig yourself out. She's like, I'm like, are you sure? I can help you write something. She goes, no, I'm just going to go from the heart. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. So they, we, we go inside. We're, we're having the reception, and she's going to go last because she's gonna, everybody else is going to give their speech. She's like, I'll just see what the vibe is and how long to go, but I'll just go from the heart. And I just keep going, <laughs> oh, no. As someone who speaks for a living and has to speak at all different sorts of stuff, I say, hey, to give you my expert opinion here, because this is what I would consider myself an expert at, going from the heart completely is just not the move. Because you're going to get emotional. You've been emotional all wedding. She's like, nah, I think I'll do it. I'm just going to go from the heart. And so she's supposed to go last, but the DJ goes, up first, the maid of honor, Caitlin. 
And I'm like, oh, no. And Caitlin's like, oh, okay. So she, she gets the mic handed to her. And she doesn't have a paper or phone or anything. She stands up. And she starts to talk. And she says something that's pretty poignant. And everybody's like, oh, nice little, nice little thing. And then she says a couple things. And she just crushes some joke. And I'm like, golly. Then she says something super poignant. And then she said, leaves it a little funny. And then tells us she loved her. And it was the perfect speech. You couldn't have designed it better. <laughs> and I was so... Listen, I was super proud of her, but I was so irritated because she got up and from the heart dominated that speech. And I know she didn't write anything. And so I watched her do what I do better than what I do and without really putting much effort into it. But she crushed it and it made me think, you better nail your speech for me, Eddie. Well, man, I was just thinking the whole time while you were talking, I'm like, I was planning on doing mine from the heart. (laughs) The whole time. Hopefully this doesn't make you still want to go from the heart. But I I was so surprised. She just, she crushed it. Um, I think, and I told her too, and I was talking to the guy who's going to marry us, who's, you know, one of Caitlin's ministers from from back home, who's going to drive over and marry us. And I was talking to him because him and I have gotten to know each other a little bit over the past year or so. I've actually spent time with him outside of the wedding stuff. And so I was talking to him a little bit and I was like, hey man, just so you know, like I don't cry often, but I have a feeling like the, the water is going to crush the dam and I'm, I'm not going to be able to control myself. I said, so whatever you got to do, juggle, <laughs> whatever, because I can feel myself. I've been to two weddings. Mike sort of happened a little bit, and then Caitlin's sister's where I just felt it like coming over me, somewhat because of what I'm seeing, but mostly because of what I'm feeling that's about to happen to me. And there is no way I'm, I'm going to probably not be able to speak. I imagine I'm going to do this thing. You ever do this as a kid where you're like, you're crying and go, <laughs> yes. I imagine that's going to happen to me. And I'm going to be embarrassed, not because of what I'm feeling, but because I'm not able to control myself and control my emotions. And I imagine she's going to be fine. She crushes it. She's better at everything that I, anything I do, she's better at me then. But I told him, I said, hey, be able to vamp for a while because I'm probably going to need it. But it was just a great wedding. Um, Got to hang out a little bit with Patty Gasso. She had just won that softball championship with Oklahoma the day before. Amazing. So she, I put a picture of us on Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones, and everybody's talking about the wedding because her, it's her son that married Caitlin's sister, and all I wanted to do was talk about the game <laughs> and talk about coaching and talk about it. So that was great, but mostly just thought about you know my wedding that's coming up relatively soon. I know your daughter said she wanted to get her hair done a little bit differently for the wedding. Well, she we have to book a hair appointment because she's going to need to get you know, fresh braids. And so I was texting her hair person and normally we send pictures of what we want. And she kept picking out all these mohawk pictures and she wanted to also shave the side, like not just braid it as a mohawk, like actually shave the sides. And that is just quite the commitment. And also I just didn't think that that would go over well with like the vibe. So I don't know, I'm talking her out of it, but ultimately like as a mom, no, I can't no, be like- no, no, there's no way. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You want to tell Kaylin yeah, that no, the, shaving their head? Not, not the shaving, <laughs> not, not the shaving. I'm not being a part of that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even just the style, even if she were to do the braids like up the side, like because her hair, I mean, her dress is so beautiful and it's, she's, yeah, I feel like she, something down would be really elegant and perfect. So I'm just trying to like lean her that way, but it being her decision. Why not let her do that after the wet? I mean, she, there's plenty oh, no, of time. We're not sh- ever shaving. No, 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 no. Do you know you how long it be, takes but, to but grow her hair? You wouldn't let her, let's say summer, like it's. I don't even think school. Late August, after the wedding, late August. Uh-huh. Let's say she's like, mom, I really want to shave the sides of my head. No. 
No, I'll be like, that's when I'll say maybe we can do the faux hawk, if that's what it's called, mm-hmm. where you create the braid and put the thing in the middle. So that's what, <laughs> that's what we're working with for your wedding. <laughs> TBD. And Eddie also wants to get a mohawk. Correct, wedding, but he already told me now, so. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> in the next segment, we have audio of Lunchbox's 911 call from last week. Oh, wow. Ooh. That's cool. Scuba Steve will track some stuff down. <laughs> He's good. So we have the audio. Lunchbox said he saw a woman and a guy kind of getting into it, and he chased the car for how long? 15 minutes or so? 17 minutes. Right. And he wanted to keep going, <laughs> yes. but she encouraged him to please stop. We have the 911 call. That's going to come up inside the next segment. We also have a number you can call after the show is over, which is just the same phone number, but a voicemail picks up. 877-77-BOBBY. Here is, let's play number two, Ray. Good morning, studio. This question is for Bobby. I just finished watching the newest episodes of Breaking Ball Bones. Amazing. How long do you sit to do the commentary or the narration? Uh, do you watch the episode and then add that on top of it or something that comes out kind of organically? Just wanted to know. Thanks. Have a great day. So there's voiceover that happens in between scenes sometimes, and it's both. They'll take stuff and put it over that I said it. Sometimes I'll just hop in the studio and watch it and go like, Ooh, that hurt. And they'll just plug it on top of it. <laughs> so the voiceover's kind of done at all different stages. Um, here is one more voicemail. Number one, please. Hi, Bobby Bones in studio. I just wanted to say I haven't had the chance to watch Breaking Bobby Bones because I only have Hulu and it's not available yet. But I'm on a trip for work. I just got to my hotel room. I'm flipping through channels and I come to Nat Geo. So it happens to be Sunday night. So I look forward to seeing your show today. Bye. Hey, thank you. Yeah, it was great. Last night was great. I did welding and I was underwater and the underwater one was absolutely insane and got a lot of messages. You can watch it today on Nat Geo or uh, Amazon. You can buy it on Amazon. But thank you guys so much for all the messages. The um, the two things in a hotel I always see, Mario Lopez talking about the movies. Oh, for sure. Hey, this week at the movies. Mm-hmm. And Nat Geo channels always on every cable uh, network in, 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 the, uh, in the hotel. We stayed in Tulsa this weekend at a place called the Mayo Hotel. Oh, Mayo, like mayonnaise? Yes, and I hate mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. And it was a good hotel. That's my thought, too. I just couldn't shake mayonnaise. I and love mayonnaise, It so. would be like, okay, so you're going to go to San Francisco, and you're going to stay at the Turd Hotel. <laughs> and even though it was spelled, if it was T-E-U-R-D after Jonathan Turd, who likes, but still, I'd be like, I couldn't stop thinking of a turd. Yeah. I couldn't stop thinking of mayo. It's disgusting. But the hotel was great, though, for the record. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay, Lunchbox was what, you, at a traffic light, right? A uh, four-way stop. Okay, and you see some drama happening in a car where people are getting out, screaming at each other. Like, give me like 15 seconds of what you saw. Yeah, a woman honking the horn, and it looks like she was in distress, and this guy's walking around the outside of the car, so I pull up, and I say, is everything okay? And he says, yeah, we're just in a disagreement. And she opens her car door, is crying, and says, will you please call in my plates? Like, call the cops. I'm in trouble. So... The call's 17 minutes long. We've had to edit it, obviously. Uh, but here are Lunchbox's thoughts that he sent over to me. One, I'm interested to see how awesome I sound. I haven't heard this yet. I was for sure feeling myself mm. as we chased the car. Mm-hmm. Huh. Number two, going over in my head, it sounded like the people in the movies in a real intense scene. So that's what he thinks he sounds like. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, we applaud you for calling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But now it makes me think on the call he's going to be so... Overly dramatic. Here we go. Here is the first part of the call. Here's the beginning. Sunday, June 6th at 7.06 p.m. 911, what's your emergency? 
Uh, yes, ma'am. I'd like to report a domestic uh, disturbance at 14th and Shelby. Okay. Tell me what's going on. Um, I pulled up to the four-way stop, and there was a car, like a champagne SUV, just kept hawking its horn. And when I pulled up to it and I asked if everything was all right, uh, the woman was crying, and she asked me to call in her plates. And so the license plate is X3. Okay. Are you following them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I'm still behind them. They're one car in front of me. They're, they're going to be turning left onto Eastland. Okay, that's the first part. Yeah, yeah how do I calm. sound? How do I sound? Like normal? Normal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. calm, collected. You also know streets. I don't know a dang street. I can be sitting <laughs> on a street looking at the sign, <laughs> right. and I'm not sure which sign going which way means what street I'm on. And I'm just like, yeah, going Eastland, I'm going to take a 2.2 mile block, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, and here is the end of the call. It's about 50 seconds. Here you go. They're taking a left onto Briley, so we're going to be heading west on Briley towards 65. Um, are, I mean, are the cops coming? Like They have been dispatched, so there should be one headed that way. Okay. Um, well, now we are, we are exiting 65, so we will be heading 65 north. They're pulling away. They're going pretty fast now. At this time, I'm going to ask you and advise you to please stop following them. Metro they, they, has been dispatched, and they'll handle it from here. Yeah, they didn't. They they got over one lane. They did not take the exit. Sir, sir, once again, I I need to advise you to quit following them for your safety. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. I well, I I took the exit, and they kept going straight. So. I, I I quit following them, so hopefully, yeah. Okay. Okay, sir. Thank you very much. We we definitely we have it from here. Thank you. Thank you for calling the phone. So, how do you feel? You sounded. Man, I felt like I sounded pretty good. I felt like I did a good job of giving her like everywhere we were. Like I felt like they should have been on. Like we should have been there immediately because I was good. I felt like you knew where you were. You knew where they were going. Yeah, I feel like you were just talking to them like, hey, here's where I am. Yeah, I wouldn't compare that to a scene in a movie. I mean, I'm super proud of you and what you did was amazing. And yeah, how you were navigating through it all and you stayed close to them for that long. Like, it's impressive, but it's not a movie. Yeah, did you think it was a little more intense in your mind? Yeah, I did. I felt like it was like a high-speed chase in a movie, like yeah. <laughs> like, like a car's getting away and I'm like, oh no, it's picking up speed. I'm on, like... Like, oh, we're taking a left, and you hear the tires, you know, that's what, like, the movies make it, and I felt like I was in a movie, because you watch movies and scenes happen like that, and I felt like I was living that out in real life. Were you upset the news didn't pick this up? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Like, guys, come on. Like, this is someone stepping up in their community, and you always looking for community heroes or something on the news. Hello? What do you think I was doing? There's another story where Lunchbox is upset that it went viral. Oh, this is annoying. (laughs) <laughs> and he wrote in parentheses, do you know how many times I've donated clothes? Like as his own quote <laughs> to the story. A heartwarming moment, Florida A&M college senior gives clothes and shoes to a homeless man on the side of the freeway. Oh. Which is a great story. That's yeah. cool. I have it right here. A shirtless man later identified as Florida A&M senior Jabari Richardson can be seen taking shoes and clothes out of the trunk of his car at a stop on the freeway. The homeless man wearing a face mask and equipped with a cardboard sign, gratefully accepts the clothes from Richardson before walking away. He can be seen getting back in and driving off. And so that's the story. Yeah. But that's not the story that was sent in for like a tell me something good. This lunchbox going, 
I donate clothes. Why have I not been on the news? Right? I mean, I've been to Goodwill, the homeless shelter, numerous times with old clothes, donated, you know, boxes full. And guess what? There's no one ever filming me saying, hey, this guy should go viral. Like, I mean, this guy gives it to one individual. I give it to multiple individuals by giving it to Goodwill or the homeless shelter. I mean, that means like 20, 30, 40, 50 people get to look at my clothes and pick it. And I don't go viral, so do I need to have my wife follow behind me and like, look at this guy donating to the homeless shelter. <laughs> I mean, that is a move. Maybe. <laughs> like set Getting up. Getting someone to do it. Set up a viral video. Yeah. Like, I know you're obsessed with being acknowledged and recognized in a public forum, right? That's what... Would you say that's mostly why you do good stuff? Yeah, that's why you do good stuff is to be acknowledged and to get, you know, recognition for it. I would say you try to set one up, though, oh with your with your wife shooting. If you must have it, listen, I don't care. As long as he does something good for somebody, I don't care how, what happens. Like, okay. somebody's going to benefit. So I would suggest you doing that, setting it up, and then bring the video in, and we'll tell you if it looks real or not. Okay. I'll see if my, my wife might, may be against it because she gets embarrassed real easily, but... <laughs> Uh, if we pull up at a stoplight, she can be right behind me and be like, oh, this guy deserves to go viral. Yeah. Well, I like, don't think that's what they say no, in the no, video. No. Like, no, she could maybe no. just be like, that's oh, my goodness. That's what they said in this guy. In this video right here, that said, I believe the person taking it said, this person deserves to go viral. Okay, well, try that. Mm-hmm. Try that. All right, I'll go find an old shirt and give it to the guy <laughs> on the corner. I don't think you do the same thing. You have to also create something new-ish. Oh. Okay. Or if you really it. wanted to do it, you you have, I mean, you could really stage it. Put one of your friends on the corner. No. You might as well. <laughs> Eddie, someone Eddie might as well really benefit. No, no. and, and then what you do is you have on all these no. clothes and you take off all your clothes except your underwear and give them to okay. them. Then you get back in the car with just your underwear. <laughs> no. <laughs> like if you want to really go viral, I can make you go viral. I mean, if I saw that happening, I'd say I, that's pretty cool. I, I'd appreciate yeah. that one for sure. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Football player Hayden Hamilton, three years ago, was playing a football game, had an awkward tackle, and he injured his spine. I mean, it was really bad. Doctors were saying, you're probably not going to be able to walk again. There's a lot of things that you may not be able to do. So, smash cut to last week. He's graduating high school. He's in his wheelchair on the same field that he was injured on. He stands up. Oh, come on. And he walks exactly 10 yards across the stage to get his diploma. And everyone gets on their feet and he draws a standing ovation. It was a beautiful thing. Everyone's got the chills. I'm getting the chills. Yeah, I got goosebumps on my thighs for some reason when you told that story. Wow, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like the sides of my legs got goosebumpy there. Yeah. Do you call them goosebumps or goose pimples? Some people call them goose pimples. Bumps. Goosebumps. It's bumps. Do you think that's a regional thing? Yeah, must be (laughs) like soda and pop and Coke. Yeah, yeah, who would call him a goose pimple? That's just a gross <laughs> word. That's a great story, though. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Was in Oklahoma for a lot of the weekend at Caitlin's sister's wedding. Congratulations to them. Then we to uh, to Nashville, and we stopped and went to a baseball game in Fayetteville. We lost, and it was just disheartening. But I knew we'd get them yesterday and go to the College World Series, and we lost again. And I still am just wounded. Just wounded. We were number one basically all year, and now we are out of it. And I was sick to my stomach last night. And Caitlin will, whenever we lose a big game, especially if it's a big, big game, she will say, do you want me to leave you alone, or do you want to be hugged? And then I will choose, and then that's it. What do you normally choose? Alone. Yeah. Sometimes it will go from be alone to be hugged. (laughs) There's a transition, but it never went that way last night. I just, I'm still hurting. Somebody just like ripped my heart out and threw it on the ground and then stomped on it and then peed on it. 
Golly, oh, wow. what is it like to love something like that? That's not another human. That's like it's like a sport. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty I know. cool that you love something so much that you're like it hurt is. the next day. And I was talking to someone about this, and I'll make this quick because this isn't about the team that I like, but for for me, the one consistent thing my entire life was Arkansas sports. I didn't always have parents. I didn't always have people. I just never had. It didn't always live in the same place. Was kicked out of places. Was being raised by different people at times. Was moving around. Didn't have the easiest upbringing. However, I always had Razorback sports. That's the one consistent thing my whole life, and I think that's probably why I take it so hard. Is that I? That's the. That's it. That's the only thing. That's well, ever when you put me. it that way, I'm like, okay, I'm so mm. sorry they lost. No, well, no, it's not that. <laughs> I'm just glad I have something that I do love that much. But it, mm. I still. Like I woke up this morning just ticked off and sad. <sighs> but anyway, uh, Eddie had to, has to listen to a podcast today about that. Well, yes, and I'm kind of looking forward to it because I watched the game and now I have to listen to this podcast, the Razorback Daily, and now I'm kind of interested to see how they break it down. And There's no breakdown. They're just going to cry the whole time. I, I, well, I guess so. <laughs> they might. Let's go over and talk to Emily in Kansas. Emily, welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning, studio. Morning. Hey, so I was just calling to tell you that I watched the welding episode of Breaking Bobby Bones last night, and it was my favorite one yet. And my husband is a welder, and he watched it with me, and he does not listen to the show, and he thought it was really cool. So I just wanted to tell you that. Thanks. I burned myself a lot. I think that's what you do when you when you weld. <laughs> I didn't realize I, that. I caught myself on fire at 1.2, and you saw my shirt completely charred. But I appreciate that call. Thank you, Emily. Hope you have a great day. All right. Thanks, Bobby. All right. Bye-bye. Tell your husband I said hello. Uh, let's go over now and do the big stories. Bobby's Big Stories. Do you see the guy that was swallowed by the whale? Yes. So crazy. He said he was all the way inside. Is, this, is it this, not real? This guy think he's Jonah. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I, you gave me a look like, did I fall for a headline? Well, you didn't fall for it because he is saying it. Uh-huh. Now, this guy's a lobster man. His name's Michael Packard. He said he was on a routine dive off the coast of Cape Cod when he claims he felt a bump and everything went dark. The 56-year-old feared he was eaten by a shark, but now claims he was inside a whale for about 30 seconds before he was rescued by a crewmate. He suffered only bruises. Doctors and experts have now come in and say his injuries would be much more serious if he had been swallowed by a whale, including hearing loss from the change in water pressure. So I was just reading different stories mm. where he... You can't prove he wasn't, really. I compare this to people who go, yeah, you know what? I died and I saw a light and I went to it and I talked to some guy named Joe and, you know, he told me that that you can't prove they didn't. Yeah, because maybe they really did. But you can't prove they didn't. They probably didn't. But you can't prove they didn't. But what are the doctors saying? They're like, it would be tough for him because, first of all, what I learned from being in deep water is you can't go shallow water, deep water real quick or deep water, shallow water real quick because it'll pop your ears and your lungs and... And they're saying if this happened, that's probably what happened. So it's about 50-50. Some people believe him, some don't. But what a crazy story, huh? Yeah, yeah. totally wild. I saw a picture of him in his hospital bed, and I just he's thought, well, wow. yeah, I was like, this bed. is so crazy. This guy was inside a whale. <laughs> Modern day okay. Jonah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of water, Lacey Fasane, Casey Thompson, and Queeson Eubanks were on a yellow float near the shore of Pensacola Beach when suddenly everybody starts yelling, shark, shark. This is from W-A-L-A. Soon, seven hammerhead sharks were circling them, mere inches below their plastic raft. There was not much they could do but wait it out because yeah. there were sharks all over. A paper-thin raft. 
Oh, it was super thin? It was so thin. It was just like one of those flat things, like a mattress that floats. The women estimated some of the sharks were up to eight feet long, but luckily they only circled around the raft before swimming out to deeper <laughs> waters. <laughs> do we have a clip, Ray, or do we ever find that or no? Yep, got it. Okay, here's a clip of their reactions. Get them! Oh, there's three! Four! There's one underneath Oh, they're Crazy. really close. There's a yeah. lot of laughing there for my taste. You know what? There's a lot of cell phone shooting too, which <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I mean, they're right there just chilling on a raft. No They way. got their hard I'd seltzers. I'd freaking out. <laughs> What do they have? I mean, they're why are they crazy. not scared? Well, they're what can you do about it? I think because they had some hard seltzers. Yeah, oh, maybe, maybe. they're like, Oh, this is fun. No, uh, you guys remember the band High Valley? Yeah, so here's a clip of High Valley. This is uh, their big hitter, Make You Mine. Here you go. Your hallelujah, Sunday morning, all ever so it's two brothers. And one of the brothers quit, moved back to Canada. Oh. Mm -hmm. High Valley is down to one Rimple brother, as Curtis Rimple has left the country duo. The younger member of the duo says he has returned home to Canada and opened a business with his wife. Brad remains committed to High Valley. Brad's the one with the really strong cheekbones. Yeah. No beard, right? So. Brad Rimple looks like an Avenger. Mm -hmm. Like you could have put him in a movie. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so is he still, he just calls himself High Valley? Why not? Okay. Who knows the difference? Yeah. My, yeah, I don't know. Or do they bring in another guy? <laughs> that looks just like his little brother. <laughs> I think he can just be High Valley. Yeah. Okay. Five for fighting. Mm. Was that one guy? One guy. Really? He ends up getting a band around him, but fight, you know. Um, the weekend? The, yeah. Oh, yeah. One dude? Al City? Yeah. Is that right? They, they, all end up with, they all end up with a band around them, but they're yeah, one baby. person. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the guy? Dashboard Confession. Dashboard Confession. That's oh, one yeah. dude? One guy. Yeah. Oh, huh. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. So High Valley will just be Brad Rimple now. We'll try to talk to Brad coming up tomorrow so and see what's going to happen. Because they weren't High Valleys. Then there would be an issue. <laughs> right. He's just so one High, high Valley. Valley. That one letter. Mm-hmm. One Valley. Now we got to get over to the hobby hat. Because what this is, is last week we all put something that we enjoy doing in a hat. We drew it out. We had to do that other person's hobby. Up first, we're going to go to... Lunchbox, who had to feed birds in the backyard. That's Amy's hobbies, birds. So, Lunchbox, what did you do for this hobby? Well, I actually went out in nature. I took bread down to the park because I was like, oh, you know, I see little birds in my backyard all the time. What can I get if I go out to the nature trail? So, I took the kids, we took little pieces of bread, and we threw it, and we sat on a bench and watched. And let me tell you, we got a blue jay, guys. A Woo! Blue- yeah. That's fun. He came down, and he's just, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. I don't know how you can tell. But- wieners. They're wiener. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't see a wiener. So, things on the bottom. So maybe it was a female. <laughs> but so he starts, the blue jay starts eating the, the bread. Then my kids think, oh, I'm going to pet it. So we start, we chased the blue, blue oh. jay for about five minutes. And then we just had some ugly black birds that came down and ate the bread. So, Amy, is that what you thought- he would do or I were guess, you hoping for more of a bird feeder type situation yeah I mean I think there's still time for that I guess I thought he would set something up at his house and sit there and watch birds but this works it's like 20 minutes a day he's yeah. got four days left he's still out in nature he took his kids he saw a blue jay mm-hmm. uh, what you need to do is you need to keep track of what you've seen and do like bird bingo well you didn't say all that well, I, I don't know well, what I mean, bird I'm is just, what no, I saw I'm just suggesting jay. Okay, well, you can get a bird chart. Print it out on the internet. Well, you can, ha- you can give them one. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll bring you my laminated one. Uh, Raymundo, our, our audio guy who sits in the glass room and pretty much runs all the sounds on the show, he had to take up the hobby of boxing 
from Morgan number two. And and Ray, I saw on your Instagram you put on some gloves and you had like a bag at your house and you just punched it nonstop. Is that pretty much what happened? Yeah, the uh, apartment complex has got a nice little punch bag for me and some gloves. I made sure I sanitized them. A lot of people use those. But it was awesome. I was basically <laughs> Logan Paul and I was just, I had my wife video me and I was just drilling that bag as hard as I could. Almost did have a little bit of an injury. One of the gloves flew off when I was punching so hard, but it, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Any chance you go to a boxing class and actually at least one class like Morgan does? Yeah, M2's got me going to one, so she says Oh, you that, are going to go. Yep. I'm doing it. Let's go. When are you going to the class? What day? Today. Oh, nice. So, are you going to do the full class or just 20 minutes of it? Yeah! <laughs> no, they got me in. They said it's a full fight or whatever. Whatever we do, 45 minutes. Full fight? If it's a, okay. Ray doesn't know, but we've got him boxing a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is intense, though, so... Yeah, let us know tomorrow. Ready to right. break a sweat. Okay, so there's Ray. Let's mark that off. Uh, Amy had to watch the Weather Channel, which you, you took Ray's hobby. Yes, and I don't. I have streaming services. I don't have cable, so I couldn't find the Weather Channel. So I went to Nat Geo and watched World's Deadliest Weather for a little bit. Sounds terrible. So you watched a channel? Yeah, I watched Nat Geo. They ha- I watched a show about weather. I thought that that would kind of be the same thing because I couldn't find the weather channel. I don't know if through Hulu Live I have the weather channel and it's not on like HBO Max <laughs> hmm. or Netflix. Ray, what so. do you suggest? Are you still stealing that guy's account from YouTube in St. Louis? No, he uh, he shut me off on that one. But oh. Amy, what she did was actually fine because when there's not bad weather, they actually do that. They play extreme weather night. They'll, they'll just play TV shows that yeah, are all I- about weather. I remember that about the Weather Channel. Oddly, I thought, well, I, th- I do think that this is the same thing because they do play dramatic shows about weather. So I feel like I'm good. And it was all about hurricanes. And then right after my weather show was Breaking Bobby Bones, it was perfect. What do you mean? What after do you mean? It. After I watched on Nat Geo, I watched World's Deadliest Weather. And, and then it- the show, because it lines up for me what is on next because I have Hulu Live. And it rolled into oh, you just Breaking pick, Bobby Bones. You, just, you can pick what you want to come mm-hmm. on next? Yeah, it's like shows that I watch in my feed. And what, were you interested in the weather? Yeah I, yeah, I mean, it was fine. Hurricane Maria, Hurricane Irene. This one girl, I felt so bad for her. She was like a teenager. and She's in charge of bringing in all the plants from her family's property because the hurricane was coming. Oh, oh I felt for her. <laughs> she was so young. Uh, Morgan, number two, you did diamond art. Eddie <laughs> likes to do diamond mm. art. What do you think? Yeah, okay, so I'm doing this, like, elephant painting, and I do not understand how Eddie has the time to do this. It is so tedious. You are taking these teeny tiny things that are, like, a, a pepper speckle size and putting them on this this sheet of things. After about 20 minutes, I was relaxed, but I was honestly kind of stressed, too, because you have to be very, like, perfectionist with this art. So Is this something like you it. could see yourself doing for years? I don't think I see myself doing it for years. I think it's oh. a cool hobby to pick up if you like really need some time to yourself and just need to focus on one thing. But I don't know. It, it gives me a lot of uh, my OCD is going all over the place. So I don't know if it's the perfect hobby for me to continue on. Eddie, you had to listen to my favorite podcast, The Razorback Daily. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the timing was probably the most terrible timing I could possibly have. Because the whole episode, and it's great because it's only 20-minute episodes. The whole episode was about the baseball game that was coming up. And like I was like, ooh, this is exciting. I, I watched it at noon. The, I listened to the podcast at noon. The game was at 5. I'm like, let's go. And then I watched the game. And I'm like, dang it. This was not good timing. We were on camera. We were right behind the dugout. You mm. see us on TV? I did, yeah. And we were right behind, and then we didn't realize we were on camera, and it was so hot. The heat index was like 101. 
we were torched. And every, every picture people would send us would be us like going, uh, <laughs> fanning yourself, just dying. And then we lost. It was terrible. It is the terrible. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Uh, yeah, four more days. Can't wait for you to hear today. It's four more days. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know how these guys are gonna like. It's gonna be a funeral. Do four this. Days. It's gonna be terrible. <laughs> I had to watch Teen Mom. I'd never seen this show before, so I watched season one, episode one of Teen Mom that came out in 2010. So it wasn't 16 and pregnant, and it's like, you may remember me. My name is Farah. And then she's like, I'm in cooking school. I'm a model. Oh. I've also got a baby. And then I had to watch her go on a date with another guy who's a model. And she's like, you know, he doesn't mind babies, so we're going to go out. And they were sitting at a table. He doesn't mind babies. <laughs> they were, they were, they were okay. sitting at a picnic table, and she's like, so uh, you don't mind that I have a baby? And he's like, no, not at all. I think you're beautiful. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, what, what, what am I watching here? And then it's like this girl named Caitlin who they gave up their baby and then they still followed them. Oh. They're, or they chose adoption, yeah. Yeah, and so they're like, we don't have our baby. but we're, And then what's weird about them is she and he have parents that married each other. Oh, yeah. I think I remember them. Yeah. We're going and, way back here. And then there's Amber Portwood, and she's like, I just want to go hang out with my friends, but my baby sometimes doesn't let me. What? And then we're hanging out, and the baby starts crying, and oh. then it brings everybody down. And then there's somebody else. Macy. Remember. Yeah. Macy book out. This show ain't for me, guys. I'll watch 20 minutes of it a day. Maybe I'll fall more in love with it later. I finished half of an hour episode yesterday, <laughs> but I feel like a weirdo perv mm-hmm. watching this. Huh. I'm watching Teen Girls, and they're talking to me. And the baby stuff's interesting because they're – it just feels like I should. That's not for me, but I did watch it. I don't know that I'm invested yet, but I'll let you guys know tomorrow. Yeah. Lunchbox, I mean, any thoughts on my experience? Well, I think you got to give it a little more time. I, you only, you only, I know you only gave it 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, and you're going to get to know them and you're going to get invested. That's what happens is you start caring about what's going on in their lives. You want to see them do better, and you want to you dream success for them, so you start getting invested emotionally. Well, so that that was my teen mom experience. I'll, I'll get another half hour or so in today. I'm really giving it a shot yeah. here. Are you excited to watch it, though? No. No. No, no. I feel weird watching it. I don't Just, feel like I should be looking into these teen girls' lives like I the, the Yeah, like, is. who got the short end of the stick out of all of us? Me. Probably you. Yeah. What? No. Teen mom's by far the worst hobby. Did I Caitlin just, watch it? No. Oh, that's the problem. She, She'll love it. She was like, I don't want to watch teen mom. <laughs> so, no. We did watch another episode of Mayor of Easttown. Mayor, M-A-R-E. Her yeah. name is Mayor. Where are you at? Episode four or five. We oh. haven't had a lot of time. Yeah, you got a long ways to go. But I don't even want to say anything, but I think Eddie spoiled it. Nah. Lunchbox, don't you think so? 100. But don't say too much, Lunchbox. Don't, 100%. He ruined it. 100%. When you talk about the end of a show, guys, you can't say, it wasn't what I expected, it was what I expected. You can't allude to yeah. anything like that. Just say if it's good or not. Totally. Eddie, because you ruined this show for Lunchbox, and he oh. told me that. And he wouldn't say anything else to me about it. But this is so lunchbox to say that. No. I want to see what you really think. Took some joy out of it. Really, you took some joy out of it. Oh, did he finish it? Is that what he's I'm talking done. about? I'm done. Okay. Say no more. I will say no more. I'll just say that, Eddie, you need to keep yeah. your You're turning into Amy. See, <gasps> this is his angle because I, yeah. he doesn't has nothing else to say. If he did, like, have if he had free range to say whatever, he would be, guys, it's got a crazy ending. But he can't say it now because I already did. Don't even say that. Oh, my uh, no. gosh. I can't say it's a good ending? No. My, you don't you say think good. You is? said crazy. About an ending, don't talk anything about okay, what it fine. is. Okay, fine. The ending was stupid. I agree, and I've seen the show. You agree what? That you can't allude to the ending. Yeah. No, no, you can't. That's you what can I'm saying. You can say it's good or bad, but oh you, can't, you can't give any sort of... Idea about what might or might not happen. Fine, sorry I watched the show. Well, Mike, didn't you feel like Eddie took a little bit of joy out of 
What? Yeah, and I didn't even want to mention it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I also finished it, and I feel really bad because I think that Eddie ah, did kind of. He did. Okay, he we did. Don't. Eddie, why would you ruin a show? Yeah, I wasn't going to ruin anymore. I have no response to this. I still stick to the idea of I did not ruin this show. If everyone on the show says you ruined it, yeah, they're all stacked against me. Okay, well, I'll finish it in the next couple of days. But I also have. I can empathize with you. Thank it hurts you. to be in this position. I know. <laughs> Amy came on and ruined an entire Avengers movie for I me know. once. Didn't mean to. I was waiting. I was like, can't wait to see it. She's like, well, he, well, you know, how do you even like it when this happens? And I'm like, what? <laughs> see, I didn't do that. Come on. Are you the new Amy? No. No, I just won't say anything next time. <sighs> okay. Ray, you can drop the song. I don't want to play that song anyway. Don't say what it is. Oh, don't, don't spoil it. I'm done. We'll never know what it was. No, was wanna... it a good song or no. a bad song? Hey, trust Can't me. say that. Trust me. It wasn't that okay. good. <laughs> they had it up. I don't pick the music on the okay, show, right? It's you. heavily researched, but some of them I'm like, do we have to play that one? And that was one of them. All right. Um, Mondays and Fridays, we usually send Stanley to a little dog day camp because they're pretty busy days for Caitlin and myself. And so now he has two write ups. One more write up, he gets kicked out of dog oh, day camp. Oh, Stanley. I know. And he plays pretty aggressively. Like, he runs through dogs. Like, when he's playing, he's just a big, fat bulldog, and he does not know how his body... It just, boom, he barrels through me sometimes and my legs. Like, if he's we get out of the car and he takes off running, he will hit... <laughs> like, he's trying to get to the... But he's just kind of an aggressive-type player. And so, our big debate today is, do we send him still today? One more, he's out of there. At least the last time... He got written up. It was against a big dog. Like, is it like a big Doberman or something? He was, they were like, nope, can't do that. Wrote him up. But they usually have like a, a dog, a, a person to watch him to go, okay, you're playing too rough. And they pull him back. Today, that guy's off. So, oh. so we're probably going to send him anyway. Yeah, because that guy's not there. No, no. We want oh, that guy to be there. there. Oh, you yeah. need that. Oh, he's the guy what? that breaks up the fight. He's got the it. guy that stops him from running through big dogs, little got dogs. It. So today might be the day, though. Maybe. Stanley's like Kool-Aid Man. If I were to compare him to something, <laughs> you know Kool-Aid Man just busts through a wall, and he's happy, and he loves you. But he's like, I'm Kool-Aid Man, and boom, everything breaks. That's like Stanley, my bulldog. But today, the Kool-Aid Man bodyguard is not there, so we don't... <laughs> So Kate, if you heard, I had to walk out of the studio a second ago and talk to Caitlin. Yeah, I heard that. And, and I was like, what do we do? And she's like, I think we send him because he's going to get kicked out anyway eventually. So might as well be today. Dang. I know. Get it over with. So that's that's the drama we have today. Hopefully he doesn't get kicked out today. Because what happens is we go to pick him up and they take his collar and his, his leash off. And they basically go in naked into the room. Because that way there's, they're not getting hung up on each other. No call. So they're playing. And they put the collar and the leash back on afterward. But if there's a note up there, that means the dog got in trouble. That's the write-up. And you hate, I hate going in and there's a big note on there. Can you, I don't know, CBD him up before he goes? Then affect him. We tried that. Mm. Just make him chill. But he it, <laughs> he does come back and he's the greatest dog because he's tired. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess he's tired of just busting through people's walls. I'm the Kool-Aid dog. <laughs> <sighs> so today may be the last day. But then Caitlin gives me the lecture like, you can't, because I'm like, he's fine. He's just playing. She's like, you gonna disorder kids if they get in trouble? They get suspended. You're like, he's fine. I mean, they don't understand him. I mean, I mean you kind of do that. Because <laughs> I mean, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, he's a dog. He's a bulldog. Like, he's a big fat bulldog. He can't even control his own body. Of course, he's gonna like crash into things. She's like, okay, you can't do this with our kid if they get in trouble and be like, it's the school's fault. <laughs> anyway, today could be the day. Then we have to find a new place. And do we have to tell them that Stanley's been in trouble at the other place? No. Ooh, no I no, don't. No, 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 no. no, I feel like also, too, this could be, I don't know, when you're new, do they offer, like, 
discounts when you're new. I think of like, you know, gyms where you can bounce around and work out at different <laughs> places for free. Like, can you just like have Stanley go to different doggy day camps all throughout town? probably like a coupon for it's that. It's just some are farther away. This one's like near the house. Yeah, I know. Bones, you have to act like it's like brand new. We've never done this before. Uh, yeah. He's so excited. Mm-hmm. Mm. But don't you think they have like probably like a little list? Oh, like they know each other? They they know around. Around. <laughs> I know. He's a lovely dog. He's Eddie, you know him? He's awesome. He's a happy. He is a little, he's a little much sometimes. I love him. Uh. Well, I definitely have bruises from him. <laughs> but not because he's mean. No, he's like so awesome. But yes, I think he doesn't realize how strong he is. Uh, okay, so today is National Will Bobby's Dog Get Kicked Out of Dog Daycare. <laughs> uh, it's also Flag Day. This holiday celebrates the adoption of the United States flag, June 14th, 19, uh, oh. 1777. Oh. Cool. I'll write your answer down here. Amy, Eddie, Lunchbox. If you miss it, you're out. Oh, I'll give you some, some flag trivia here. What's wrong, Lunchbox? I don't know much about the flag. Are we <laughs> going like different country it. flags? No, no. This is all about the good old USA. Oh, yeah. red, white, and blue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank okay. goodness. Why would we have to know other countries' flags? First flag, Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Who sewed the first American flag? And. And. Let me know when you're in lunchbox. Oh, I'm in for the win. All right, lunchbox. Betsy Ross. Eddie. Betsy Ross. Amy. Betsy Ross. Correct. What's the reason for the number of stars on our flag? In. In. I'm in. Lunchbox. Number of states. Eddie. Fifty states. Amy. The states. Correct. What does the number of stripes on the United States flag represent? In. In. Uh, I'm in for the win. Lunchbox? 13 colonies? Correct. Oh. Eddie? The original 13 colonies. Amy? Yeah. Colonies. Correct. Man, that good. Who planted the first U.S. flag on the moon? Who planted the first U.S. flag on the moon? Oh. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> yes, it is. I feel like this is tricky. Is it? A little bit. Not really. Who planted the first U.S. flag on the moon? Okay. Lunchbox? I, I, the first guy on the moon was Neil Armstrong, so I just had to put him because I have no idea if he planted a flag. Eddie? I mean, who else would it be? It was Neil Armstrong. Amy? Well, it could be that Neil took the first step, but he let the other guy, Buzz, plant the flag, but <laughs> I went with Neil. It's Neil. <sighs> Good thinking, Amy. Yeah. We, we could let him do something. Hey, Buzz, since I did the first step, you want to... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many stars were on the first American flag? Huh? Hmm. Got interesting, didn't it, Eddie? It did. Do you know that? No. Nope. I'm in. Oh, Amy is. Uh, we'll go with that one. I'm in for the win. I'm in. Lunchbox? Oh, we'll go with 13. Eddie? Yeah, let's go 13. Ooh. Amy? 13. That's correct. <laughs> What was the last state admitted to the Union? Oh, every time. The 50th oh. star. Yeah, easy. Every time. This state was admitted in 1959. Uh, and he says, 59? Uh, that makes you change it? Yep. <laughs> yep. Why? I'll tell you in a bit. Okay. Watch Man, one. hold on. Uh, we'll go with that one. Okay. I remember Which one, one you going with? 
I'm going with Eddie's favorite, Hawaii. Eddie? Yeah, see, I'm going to go Alaska. Because I feel like 59, you're talking about uh, Don Ho and like Elvis Presley going to Hawaii, early 60s. I feel like that was, there was a, a state way earlier than that. So you're going Alaska. Alaska. Amy? Oh, I went Hawaii because somewhere in my head, I feel like I okay. tried to remind myself of this by saying Hawaii is the furthest away. So it was the last one added. That's On wild. the map, it's the lowest. Uh, yeah, it's down there. No, because they just put it down there in a square. Oh. It's actually up there. <laughs> it's funny. And yeah, you're right, in the little left hand, left hand square. So what is it? The last state admitted to the union was uh, Hawaii. Oh! Worked. That's what I did last time I had this question somewhere in my life. I was like, I'm going to remember this. Two people remain. The flag has 13 stripes. How many of them are red? Oh, my gosh. See, I didn't do anything to help me remember this one. Uh, I'm in for the win. It has 13 stripes. How many? How many are red? Need an answer. Lunchbox? Uh, I, I went with wrong question seven, so seven. Amy? Seven. Correct. <laughs> Good job. Wow. What country did the U.S. fight in the Revolutionary War? Uh, in. I'm in for the win. Lunchbox? UK. Britain, whatever you call it. UK. <laughs> Wait till you hear my yeah, answer. Yeah. UK is not a thing. It wasn't a thing then. That's the United Kingdom of different countries. Mm-hmm. Oh. Amy? Huh. France? Uh, well, you both missed it. Was it? France. Is it? Well, uh, what, what, I don't know. I just thought it was. Well, I know. That's why you answered it. <laughs> he thought it was you, the UK. UK what is, is it? in Britain? Well, yeah, it would be but Great that's, Britain? It would be Brit- Britain or Great Britain. Yeah. Oh. Oh. There are other countries in the UK lunchbox other than like England. Had no idea. Yeah. I thought that was well, just his bo- nickname. Hey, hey uh, speed round. Yeah. Ugh. Buzz in with your name. Who wrote the Star Spangled Banner? Lunchbox. Hey. Lunchbox. Mm. Francis Scott Key. Whoa, 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 whoa. Gross. What just happened? Oh, he just gargled. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. Play that guy's song. USA. USA. This story comes to us from Pasadena, California. A man want to go for a motorcycle ride, gets on the highway and says, man, I'm going to put the hammer down. Let's see how fast this baby can go. Gets it up to 105. Cops try to pull him over. He looks down at his sweatshirt that says, I don't stop for cops. Nice. He says, all right, got to keep going. You do. If you're wearing that shirt, you have to keep going. (laughs) So he leads him on a police chase, and he's like, oh, man, I'm running out of gas. Pulls into the gas station, grabs the nozzle from someone using it. It's like a pit stop. And wow. that's when the cops get him. Wow. Wow. But, I mean, he tried. He did stay true to his shirt, though. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that important, staying true to your shirt at all times? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, do you think a cop also saw that shirt and went like, all right. Do you think they saw it before they pulled him over? I, I don't know, but for sure when they arrested him, they probably laughed. It's like someone at spring break who gets, I'm not drunk, I'm funny. And then they, their mugshot is when they've got like <laughs> an, a public intox. All right, Lunchbox. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Hey, Mike D., how long have you been married now? I've been married a week. 
And you guys haven't done a honeymoon yet, but you did a st- kind of a staycation? Yeah, like a mini-moon. What does that mean? You stay in a hotel and go do things like you're a tourist in your own city. Did you go back home and be like, oh, I forgot this. You drive home real quick and get it? <laughs> no, we never went back home. Really? And it felt like we were in a different city. So you stayed at a hotel. You ate out every night? Every night. Fun? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I think it was a great way to kind of feel like you're doing something different but still being at home. Hmm. And what did you guys do that was fun and different? We went to restaurants we've never been to before and then went to do things that the whole time we've been living here have just never done. Like? Like we went to go play like a pinball downtown. And then pinball, did, huh? Yeah. They have like a pinball place? They have like an arcade, yeah. Boy, That's it on Broadway? That, that screams Corona. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're not worried about that anymore because we're vaccinated, but... I mean, that's yelling COVID uh, right in my ear, or flu. Um, that was fun? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then what did, what did she think about it? She loved it. Are she you guys going on a real honeymoon? Yeah, later this summer we're going to uh, Scottsdale. Oh, yeah, you told us that. Yeah. Yeah, prepare to see all the fancy cars. I've never seen more fancy cars in one place than Scottsdale, Arizona. Really? Oh, it's just like Lamborghinis, if it starts with an L, Lexus, <laughs> Lorsch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Porsche. That- with oh, I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. what's a Lorsch? Um, all right, that's it for today. Tomorrow, Old Dominion will be on the show. They will be performing. They are my favorite band in country music, and I love it. They're coming in, so you guys be sure to check that out. Uh, Amy, what's going on with you today? My niece is in town, so she's 18 now and graduated, and she's got a layover in Nashville, so she's going to actually lay over for like two days, and we're going to hang out. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. What that's, about you? That's a heck of a layover. <laughs> I know. Well, she had to fly through here anyway, so I was like, hey, just stay. Let's hang out. It'll be fun. I have a Bobby cast with Kylie Morgan today. Uh, so she'll be on. We'll, we'll do that on Friday. By the way, there's a great one up with Seaforth. They came in and we posted it on Friday, but you guys check that out. After today's show and you listen to the podcast, check out the Seaforth Bobbycast. Those guys were fantastic. Um, I have a whole batch of $30 scratch-offs that I'm going to scratch today on camera. Nice. And put out a video. Hopefully, when, when you hear me tomorrow, I'll be a multi-gazillionaire. Yeah. I don't want one gazillion. I want multi. <laughs> so I'm going to scratch those off. I have a workout, lower body today, I see on my calendar. Oh. And then Caitlin and I are going on a little date tonight. We've been running like crazy everywhere else, so we're going to go on a little date tonight have dinner. Uh, but that's what's up. Thank you, guys. Be sure to check out Breaking Bobby Bones. It came out on uh, yesterday. You can watch it on Amazon. You can buy episodes there or seasons or check it on Nat Geo channel. It does go on Disney Plus July 2nd. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Yeah. BobbyBones.com.